Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is the Lake Show final hour. Stephen for Henry. He is back tomorrow night ahead of the Timberwolves and the Jazz from Salt Lake. Uh, Henry at 6. Then our pregame show at 7.30 with Cal. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play from Salt Lake City. Uh, Timberwolves trying to climb a game over 500. Rudy Gobert, a homecoming. I saw in an email that uh, there's availability for Rudy in Salt Lake, as you might expect. So a homecoming there. Timberwolves and Jazz on the radio tomorrow night. Wilder Idol, they continue their trip through the old Northwest Division. They'll be in Edmonton Friday night, 8 o'clock start. Vancouver Saturday night before they get the Oilers back here early next week. Golden Gophers at home taking on the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, They are underdogs there. It could be a long year and year two for Ben Johnson's team in the Big Ten. We heat up the hot stove. Scott Miller joins us, covered the Twins once upon a time. Scott joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Still covers the major leagues. He's based in San Diego. And the winter meetings came to you this year, Scott. How convenient. Oh, my gosh. It was so nice. <laughs> How you doing, Steve? Nice to be with you. I, uh, Yeah, I took a Uber or actually a Lyft downtown. I live about 40 minutes north of San Diego and I just I took a, a lift downtown on Sunday evening, or I nice. should say Sunday afternoon, and uh, checked into the Winter Meetings Hotel and uh, worked Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh, it was late last night, about eleven thirty. But I took a when I was all wrapped up, I just got in a lift and took it home. So it was a very nice commute to the Winter Meetings. Also, real quick, I'd like to say I do feel like I have one step back in minnesota tonight because number one i'm talking with you number two the the bumper music you guys you just played uh as you came back from break the spin doctors i love the spin doctors and i got into them when i was covering the twins they were big nice. in the mid to late 90s and um and the spin doctors always take me back to minnesota and number three um the game you just gave the score on i finally you know i'm kind of half comatose after the 24 hours you know, working around the clock at the winter meetings. And right. so I'm sitting here, I'm watching Michigan, Minnesota from Williams arena tonight, which I, Oh man, I loved, uh, when the baseball season ended, I, I saw a few games in Williams arena, just kind of as a fan as when I was living there and, uh, always a great, great venue and great time. Oh there. yeah. Yeah. Hard to beat uh, the barn and hopefully Ben Johnson can get it going. It's it been kind of a tough start, but, uh, I think he'll get it going uh, 
but uh, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is great, great old venue, definitely old school. Uh, the winter meetings have been around for a long time, and uh, the, there were some fireworks. The, the one thing that stands out to me is there is still a lot of money in this game, and the, there there are some players that really got paid. And you and I have talked about that, that the ever-shrinking middle class in the major leagues, that the superstars get the money and and the kids, you know, get, get the minimum. And it takes a while to get arbitration eligible, and it takes a while to get to free agency. But, man, if, if you're a superstar in this game, you make a lot of money. Yeah, you do, no doubt about it. I mean, my goodness, uh you know, Trey Turner signing with Philadelphia for 11 years and, uh, you know, $381 million or whatever it was. And, 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 you know, even, you know, the Padres last night come to terms with, with Xander Bogarts. They, they, you know, when would you figure a team like San Diego would uh, open its checkbook and, and outbid a team, a, a huge market team like the Boston Red Sox? Um, but, you know that's that's another one. You know Bogart's eleven million two hundred eighty one last or eleven years two hundred eighty one million last night. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you've got you know the Verlander to the Mets deal. Jacob Degrom, Texas just introduced him today down in Arlington. You know, one hundred eighty five million dollar deal, and even as we talk tonight, the Mets. Um, you know, looks like uh, you know it's just breaking. As we speak, that the Mets are going to bring their outfielder back, Brandon Nimmo, and this is after you know the Verlander deal and the Mets. Uh, you know they're saying eight years, one hundred sixty-two million, wow. and that's going to put the Mets payroll up about three hundred million, which will be a major league record. Yeah, it, it is extraordinary. And then, of course, Aaron Judge uh, goes back to the Yankees. And, and I still want to pause. And yeah, talk. I didn't even mention that one. I, well, I should have mentioned that one because I was working for the New York Times all week. And that that's what took up all my day yesterday, the nine-year, $360 million deal for Judge. Well, and I, I give Judge a lot of credit because they, they dangled the deal before the season. He said, you know what? And then he goes out and has one of the great seasons in Major League history. And it, it really is extraordinary what he did with the heat on. You know, he, he goes out and has a tough year, an injury plague year. He's nowhere near that, but he had a season for the ages and was rewarded. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. It really was extraordinary. As you said, a season, you know, historical season. And, and you know, no matter what you think of the Yankees and Judge, um, and, and I don't know anybody that doesn't like Judge. He, he's a very polite, upstanding young man, uh, very friendly. Um, from what I can tell, I mean, he's not – he doesn't have any of the superstar trappings, you know. I mean, he's very approachable. Um, but so let's say whatever you think of the Yankees, you know, it's hard not to enjoy this story to me from the standpoint of here's a guy, you know, back in April, people were, you know, he, he, he declined the seven year, $213 million offer. And I know a lot of people were saying, you know, what is he even thinking? You know, how could, who would turn down $213 million and the, 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 you know, kind of, 
it, it, if it can be an inspirational story at that level, because obviously the rest of us are struggling to get by as the doggone every time we go to the grocery store and we see the price For of sure. eggs, and, you know, I mean, in this with inflation that's going on right now, the price of gas, price of eggs, we're all just trying. So I know it's on a different level, so let's just say that. But it, it, it's hard not to be impressed and, and at least admire a guy no matter what the figures, and, and, and he turns down $213 million because he thinks, you know, uh, relative to other salaries in baseball, um, I should be higher than that. So basically, here's a guy that turns down a big deal, and he could have just then gone out and choked this year, wilted under the pressure. Sure. But instead, after he bets on himself, he goes out and puts his money where his mouth is, to your point, and ends up with a $360 million deal, which is like $146 million. Basically, by betting on himself, he got about a, a contract that was about a third higher than the Yankees offered him last April. And, yeah. you know, he basically forced the Yankees to come up to the table. Yeah, they they certainly have the money. Scott, another thing I want to bring up, near and dear to Twins fans' heart, they had uh, Carlos Correa for a year. Uh, the Twins continue to talk that they're in, but there is other interest in Carlos Correa. We keep hearing the Giants, the Cubs have been mentioned. What are you hearing on the Carlos Correa front? Yeah, those teams, and, and I think especially when Xander Bogarts went, went down last night late to the Padres, so scratch him off the board, Um that leaves of the four terrific shortstops that we started the winter with via free agency, you know, Trey Turner to the Phillies, yep. Bogarts now to the Padres. So now it's down to just Korea and, and Dansby Swanson. And I, I tell you, I, I don't think judge to the Yankees was good news for the twins. And the reason I say it wasn't, is because I think if the Giants would have been able to lure Judge, to me that would have increased the the the, the Twins' chances perhaps of getting Car- Carlos Correa. But but you know, and this is just reading tea leaves. Now I haven't talked yeah. with Scott Boris about Carlos Correa. Plus he's playing those cards close to the vest anyway. But right. what it reading the tea leaves. I think the pressure right now, I think the Giants have to step up and give him just about what he wants because for a couple of reasons, the Giants were the other team that was really engaged with Aaron Judge. They have money to spend. You know, they were talking $340 million or whatever it was. Um, so they have a ton of money. They, they're motivated to spend it um, partly because – they're tired of playing second fiddle to the Dodgers in the West and because they see what the Padres are doing, right? So they're worried about the Padres leaving them in the dust. So that's one motivation to spend the money. Secondly, um, as they've struggled the past few years, attendance in San Francisco has continued to shrink. And last year, attendance in that beautiful ballpark was, was the lowest in the history of that ballpark. I think it opened uh, in Oracle Park, I guess. It used to be at and I still call it AT&T Park, yeah, but it opened around yeah, 2000 or 2001 it opened. And 
And last year's attendance, you know, the Giants really had trouble drawing, and it was the worst. So I think they're also going to be motivated to add a star. I think that's why they were so in on Aaron Judge, because not only are they tired of losing, you know, they're tired of playing second fiddle of the Dodgers, they're watching what the Padres are doing, but also I think they, they know they need to add some star power to that team because attendance just continues to shrink. And that's a big concern for the Giants. So that's why I say when they lost out on Aaron Judge, um, I I think they're going to have to give Carlos Correa whatever he wants because he's he's got that star power. He can you get you know I mean he's he can play. He's so eloquent. He's a good personality. Um, I think he can help reverse the attendance decline in San Francisco. He can help them win. Um, you know, and if they don't get Car- Carlos Correa, I don't know what the Giants do other than it's going to end up being a highly disappointing offseason for them. So that that's, again, that's that's reading tea leaves. Maybe I'm going to end up being completely wrong, but that's why I think it would have helped the Twins if the Giants could have lured Aaron Judge because I, then that would not be a landing spot for Carlos Correa, especially, you know, now the Giants, I think, will be motivated. All right, a couple other items before we let you go, a couple of quickies. Uh, number one, beyond Correa, where do you see some of these other top free agents, top one or two in your mind, uh, pitcher, position player? Where, where do you see these landing spots? The, the Rangers really uh, surprised. Maybe they're not done. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, the Rangers, um, yeah, with the Degrom signing on the heels of last year, spending three hundred twenty-five million for Corey Seager and one hundred sixty-seven million for Marcus Semyon. You know, we'll see what they're doing. But you know, it's interesting. It's been such a busy week at the at the winter meetings that um, you know a lot of the top three agents were crossed off the board. I think if I'm looking at it now. And I really like the Mets bringing Brandon Nimmo back. People, he's he's Brandon Nimmo. He's not that household name in the, around the game, but he's a really good player. He was the Mets' leadoff hitter. Um, they liked him a lot. He's a, he's a terrific player, good outfielder, and and I think bringing him back will be big for the Mets. Um, so that leaves really yet Carlos Correa and Dansby Swanson, and the best starting pitchers out there now probably are Carlos Rodon, a former Chicago White Sox pitcher that, that is a free agent after being with San Francisco the last couple of years. You got Rodon and you got Kodai Senga, who's uh, a name a lot of people might not know. He's, he's, he's pitched in Japan the last nine years. He's coming over to the United States and, and, and people I've talked to that have seen him really, really like him. I, I think he's, He's he's um, a guy that I think can come over and make an impact in the major league. So, um, Rodon, I think the Yankees are are going to look to add one more starting pitcher, and I think there's there's a lot of buzz that they would love to add uh, Carlos Rodon. So I think I think that's a possibility there. Um, um, Correa, like I said a minute ago, I I think I think San Francisco. And, you know, so who knows after that, it could leave, you know, maybe Dansby Swanson. I haven't heard a lot of him in Minnesota. I know there's some talk that the twins would like to add, keep Correa. I know they, there was a little bit of talk, I think about Bogarts 
you know, but I don't know if Korea goes elsewhere, if twins become engaged with Swanson and maybe are able to, to pull that off or if Atlanta's going to step up and give Swanson what he needs. But those are and then Senga, the Japanese pitcher, um, the Padres would like to, they're, they're hot to add one more starting pitcher. I, I could see him landing there and, wow. you know, we'll see, but uh, yeah, those are really the, to me, Senga, Rodon, Swanson and uh, Korea are, are the, are the four left to watch. All right. Well, Scott, always good to visit with you and get some rest after a whirlwind at uh, the winter meetings. We do appreciate the time. All right. My pleasure, Steve. And I'll uh, go back to the Gophers and Wolverines. Now. All right. There you go. From the barn. All right. Yeah. Scott Miller uh, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We'll come back. A little more on uh, the big story of the day, uh, news, sports, Brittany Griner released from Russia in, a, in an exchange. Uh, we'll, we'll have the very latest on that. And then uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, the home of the Vikings, going to be paid off really early. And they'll be able to tear up the mortgage on the place. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, before nine here on the lake show steven for henry here on news talk e3owcco big story this morning you heard it on the morning news with Benita. president biden's comments uh making the announcement that Brittany griner uh was leaving a prison in russia and was exchanged uh prisoner exchange with a former arms dealer uh Really, really bad guy in this exchange. So Brittany Griner uh, headed home to the United States and her family. And I, and I think anyone with a heart would be happy for her family and friends in the larger community and the WNBA to get her home. Because clearly uh, the, the charges, the circumstances... Uh, there, 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 there was no justice there, but it brings up the plight of other Americans, particularly Paul Whelan, former Marine, uh, worked for a private company, didn't work for the government, and he has been in Russia and held for the last four years. And if you read the statements of family, they've said all the right things. Um. And this is difficult because a lot of what you've seen or read or heard, whether it's comments on the radio or it's seen on social media, saying, well, why why didn't they bring home Whalen first? Well, number one, maybe Putin wasn't ready to give up Whalen and wanted this guy in exchange for Griner. I mean, you can only make the deal... That, that's in front of you. And there there's a reason Whalen isn't free. And they they wanted to make a deal for, for Griner. And I don't know if we'll ever know the the inside of what went down on this particular deal, but she's free and you have to hold out hope that Diplomats on behalf of the United States are working to free Whalen, and 
and other Americans that that are held under dubious circumstances overseas. Chris, your take on it? I mean, I I just take it as, hey, it's great. Reiner's coming home now. Now let's get Whalen and let's get other people um, back home, and and let's let's get it done. I I just don't know, and I I guess I've I've grown very tired today of the people saying, well, well, why Griner? Why didn't they say no? Keep her and and get Whalen home. We that that probably wasn't on the table. It doesn't work. That, like that probably that. wasn't an option yeah. for the United States to make that call. It doesn't work like that. And the thing is you could look at it and you'd be like, Well, God, you know, uh, why are you getting Brittany? You know, she you know it just it becomes too political right off the bat instead of realizing what's at play. Unfortunately, the United States does not have any leverage in this situation. If you want to bring back Paul Whalen theoretically it would be great but when you're going to deal it takes two sides if vladimir putin is not even going to be open to the suggestion then you have to pivot you have to you have to get what you can and you've got another american who was wrongfully detained now i i know that there was the a little bit of cbd oil and you know I'm, i'm not getting into the specifics of that but when we're talking about they both they should be home, absolutely. And just because one doesn't mean that you've forgotten about the other. Well, and I think that's what Waylon's family has said along the way, is that we're, we're glad a deal was done and mm-hmm. she's home. And, and it also raises a profile of Mr. Waylon's circumstances. Abs- yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, how many, we'll- how many people knew really knew about it until we find out, like, we're finding out more about him, so... Uh, I mean, in a sense, I feel this is good for his prospects, at least for the, the general groundswell to be like, okay, it well, might have been a dishonorable discharge, court martial, all that, but at least we're we're finding out more about the case. Well, it, it, exactly, and and what the circumstances are of other Americans that are being held. Yes, I, I think you take it for what it is, and this was the deal that was available. And, and hopefully we as Americans will keep pressure on the government to bring Whalen home and other Americans who are being held under dubious circumstances overseas, whether it's Russia or, or whatever. That, that's my hope in all of this. And, and the fact that everything has to turn political or the reason, you know, she was brought home, uh, you know, is that, that she was a celebrity and so on and so forth. It drives you know, me nuts. I, I, I don't I don't buy that for a second, and it is unfortunate. Um, but the good news is she is coming home. There's a tension on Wayland's situation. Now let's bring Wayland home. Um, let, let's bring other Americans home. Let, let's keep the momentum, keep the heat on Putin, uh, keep the heat on other dictators and bad actors around the world. Now, the fact that we, we gave up a really bad dude, this Victor Bout, a real scumbag, uh, a, 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 a real villain, that's unfortunate as well because someone like that should be in prison. But um, diplomats, uh, the, the president made the decision to give him up to get Griner home. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about some good news. Uh, the money's there to, to pay off the public debt on U.S. Bank Stadium. Let's get it done. 
Um, I also have a thought on U.S. Bank Stadium, um, and and we'll get into that on on what needs to be done to improve the People's Stadium for all and its aesthetics, and we'll get into that following the weather here at News Talk E three O W C C O. It is the Lake Show. Steve in for Henry tonight. Timberwolves on the radio tomorrow night. A little bit later start. Henry gets going at six. Pre-game 7.30 with Cal Soderquist, then the Timberwolves and Jazz from Salt Lake City. Good Timberwolves win last night. Rudy Gobert, D'Angelo Russell, uh, really good fourth quarters. Anthony Edwards, Carl uh, Anthony Towns out, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. No, no timetable set for his return. That's kind of the new phrase when it comes to injuries. Uh, story came out. It was, yeah, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, that uh, U.S. Bank Stadium reserves are to the point where they could pay off the building 20 years early. Now, this is a public debt. You may remember this structure. Uh, the Vikings and the NFL put up X amount. Uh, the public put up Y. Well, the public portion could be paid off. We're, we're getting to the point where we can be done with it, the debt service. Pay it off. Move on. Uh, the the public's off the hook. Now, I would assume as part of the deal that that maintenance and improvements over the years will will need to be made. Uh, one of the things I would like to see, and that is good news. I'm not poo-pooing that at all, trying to turn a positive into a negative. It is a good thing. Uh, we didn't want to lose the Vikings. I'm not particularly thrilled overall with the design, and I'll say this again. I will jump on and say that there was a lot of money put into the luxury seating areas and entrances to the stadium. For the general public, sitting in the lower bowl and in the upper nosebleed, I, I don't see in some ways how the corridors in some of those areas are a whole lot better than the Metrodome. In reality, I've been in the building. I've been upstairs. I've been around the stadium. Luxury seating areas, spectacular. The entrances to the club seating and the suite seating, it's its great. It's great if you're part of that. If, if you're in the general seating areas, eh. I mean, the, the, the translucent roof, the sunlight coming in, all of those are great additions over the Metrodome. Don't get me wrong. But, but some of the amenities, the corridors, the concession stands... Uh, for the average folk, eh, could be better. It, it could have been more spacious. But that's done. It's a done deal. This is the stadium we have. The one thing I would like to see, and I know it's on the drawing board, and they're, they're trying to come up with designs. I think the security perimeter, as structured right now, stinks. The, the shoddy construction fencing, the, the temporary chain link stuff, the, the tents held up and held in place by concrete blocks. It looks like hell. I, I, I was there for high school football semifinals. I, I had to call some games or call a game on the Internet. So, so I got there. Parked in the ramp, walked over. And I'm like, this is we we spent over a billion dollars, and this is the 
best we can do. And that's true for concerts or Viking games. Those those tents where they have the metal detectors and it, it looks all so makeshift. And then that that propped up, wired together, literal construction site fencing. That now once again in defense, there there's a plan on the drawing board to make a more permanent security perimeter that's aesthetically pleasing. Another thing that should be added to that plaza on the east side of the stadium are permanent structures that fit into the design where you have the metal detectors in the security screening. I get it. It's 2022, going on 2023. You need that stuff. But build it into a design that's more aesthetically pleasing. Chris, I know you've been over there. You've seen it. It, it looks junky. It looks terrible. That's got to be fixed. It's funny you say that because last week when we were watching the game on television and they had a B-roll shot. And most of the times you have, you know, the exterior from a certain angle. They took uh, a view from the light rail from where the light rail station is. Yeah. And you can see the power lines and you can see the fences and I looked at my wife, and I'm like, that's terrible. Like, out of all of the th- – but to me, Steve, that is also a true representation of what some of the area on that side of it, – it's like you've got a front part of a house and a back part of the house. Like, the, the back door, the backyard has been completely neglected. When you go to the east side, if you've got to go to the east side of the stadium, like, it, it just – it is an eyesore – and I yeah. feel like there could be more done to make that more aesthetically pleasing because I feel like there are more opportunities for economic development around there if you just made it enticing enough for yeah. more people to be down in that area and that part, you know, and in, in that part of the, the region. Well, but but I would still argue, though, that the, this $1 billion-plus stadium in the public funded a big chunk of it we're going to be able to pay it off early and that's all good i i i know it's on the drawing board i know there are plans the stadium authority and the minnesota vikings are working on this uh, a more permanent aesthetically pleasing security perimeter all around the 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 tents look terrible the 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 fencing they have up right now and i know you need a security why wasn't this thought of um, long ago? This building was on the drawing board long after 9-11. And, and this is what they've come up with? This is what we've been operating? I went to a U2 show there, and I was just flat-out embarrassed how makeshift and crummy it looks. And, and here we are. And once again, they're trying to design something. I'm no architect, but I have some ideas. I mean... Who, who would have their home looking like this? Uh, the, the, the XL Energy Center, Target Center, have, have all been able to put in place modern security without it looking so junky. That, that's one of my biggest criticisms uh, uh, of that building, and hopefully they get it right. I know the Vikings are working toward it, and hopefully the stadium authority get it right. And in time for next football season, um, it, it's a lot better because, like I say, it was it was just embarrassing going in there for the state football semifinals. It's like this is rugged. This this looks 
terrible. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely not inviting for the general public. That's for sure. Yeah, it it it's and it, and it, it do, and it doesn't help the uh, the impression that some parts around there aren't safe when you've got it looking like that. Even though it won't have, you have people who might only come up a handful of times for that, and you're like, oh man, this this doesn't look safe. This you know because they're not putting the effort into it. So hopefully they can change that. Yeah, it's just so haphazard. It's it's not not a good look. All right, quick break. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll put a wrap on things here on the Lake Show. By the way, Henry Bag tomorrow night ahead of the Timberwolves at 6. Timberwolves and Jazz from Salt Lake here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Timberwolves back tomorrow night. They're in Salt Lake to take on the Utah Jazz. Coverage begins at 7.30 with Cal. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play after 8. Henry Lake in before the game on Friday night between 6 and 7.30. Big thanks to our guests joining us on the program tonight. Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press talking Viking football. Big game with the Lions with a win. They clinch the NFC North. Scott Miller covers the major leagues. Joined us from San Diego, sign of the winter meetings. Uh, talked about Carlos Correa uh, being in the Giants' sights. We'll see about that as it plays out. One of the other big things going on pop culture-wise, Megan and Harry the big Netflix thing generating a lot of buzz. Probably won't watch. Um, but as an outsider looking in, Harry was born into the royal family. Uh, his brother, William, future king. Uh, dad, current king. Uh, Megan gets involved with Harry, marries Harry. And they want to be in the public eye but they don't want to be in the public eye they want to cash in i'm not sure what to make of all of this chris um i i think there is a lot of confusion on on what's going on here it, if you don't want to be a part of it drop out change your name get a job uh move to kansas you know what's wrong with kansas I'm you're just gonna say you, you can be you can be obsolete in Kansas. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying you know go into the witness protection program. <laughs> that's no it, that, that no that's moving to Kansas. Well, Trust me, I've been in Kansas. I've lived in Kansas. I know. I, hey, the Kansas Turnpike is a great road. I mean, if if you got to drive to Texas, it's <laughs> the only way to go. But my my point being is, this this strikes me is the ultimate. You want it both ways. You want the money, you want the fame on your terms. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean I the way they treated Megan and some of those accusations, I mean, that's a bad deal. I, I'm not defending that. But all the other stuff, it's kind of like, yeah, you're trying to cash in on this. Yep, that's what you're doing. I got no thoughts. Yeah. All right, well. We've got the news. We've got the weather. Thanks, Chris. Have a good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 